So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. What's up, Lindsay? Hey, so we just did a live show, uh, Lindsay and I, and I thought it'd be really fun for us to sit down and go down a little memory lane and talk about how the business has changed, talk about early social, talk about where you see it going now, and whatever else randomly shows up. So so take a second and tell the audience who you are, where you work, what you do, and then we're just going to get into the hot mess. Okay. Uh, my name's Lindsay Ale. I, I'm with Better Homes and Gardens Gary Green. Uh, I have been there since 2013. I almost said in the great state of Houston because <laughs> it's <laughs> so it's big. Like exactly. You wouldn't have been wrong. <laughs> no, exactly. Sorry to interrupt, but that's how podcasts go. Okay. So, so with Gary Green in Houston. Yep. Uh, I am the director of agent services there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I've been there for a minute. Okay. So, so just for context, she's been selling real estate for 20 years, uh, three wow. years prior to meeting me. Mm-hmm. I did an event. You were there. I think it was a summit. Yep. Signed up. Came my personal coaching client that lasted all of like four and a half seconds. It was a little bit longer. Than was that. I too tough, or were you too much of a candy ass? No, you know I actually remember the distinct moment. Okay. Because we, you had challenged me to role play, <laughs> and then you're like, okay, yeah, no, 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 you're gonna need a different coach. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to move you out of my calendar. <laughs> yeah, this is not working. But what was rad back then? Because we're talking about like early 2000s is that you had already started a team. Yep. So I did. so let's talk let's talk about that for just a second. Yep. So it was like 2005, 6, something like that and you and Lori partnered up. What was your sort of early sort of uh origin story? Like why did you start a team? What was it about? What were you trying to accomplish? Cuz it wasn't like teams today which you know so well. No, yeah, it was different. I I started out as president of the Moms Club. Yes. That's what I was doing. Yes. And so I had a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and then I found out I was pregnant with Sarah, and I thought, you know, I'm going to need a little bit of help. Yeah. So I met up with another agent, a wonderful person, yeah. and uh, she also had four, well, at the time, I think she had three kids. Okay. And so that's how that partnership really was born. I right. really wanted someone to lean into and, right. and support the business, and one and one became three for sure. So we still see those teams being formed today where it's like I just need weekend support I need a buddy I need an ally but but that's a very different team model well I didn't necessarily do it the right way I will say that yeah well let's talk about that well um I should we get Lori on the phone right now I know I'm like hey Lori (laughs) (laughs) and she's a fantastic person and it was a wonderful partnership in so many ways I'm so thankful for it but probably what I needed at the time was a working partner right um but like a licensed assistant. Yeah, yeah something yeah, like that. Yeah. But I, you know, I was making these decisions on the fly. I didn't right. have any support, didn't yep. really have any, um, you know, real business experience in real estate yet. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to have someone to work with. And um, so that partnership was great in a lot of ways. And we grew a lot. Right. I made 
a whole bunch of bad decisions. I um, Give us an example of like two or three bad decisions that we should avoid or we should make because the decisions that we make that we I screw up make us better. Anyone really that I walked through, what are the questions that I should be asking before we did that? Like right. now when oh, I'm talking- In the to, formation of the In team. the formation of it. I was just Do we have like, a buy-sell agreement? What are you oh, going to no, do? What no am I going to do? There was no agreement. How are we going to split the money? And also there was no conversation about what does this look like? Right. What when are we it, building? Yeah. Well, when it ends, you know, oh, yeah. like this isn't really a marriage. Right. And in most cases, we find that people don't stay together forever. Right. Uh, unless you are related. And I see mother daughter teams like the Gellins. Yes. That's wonderful. But yeah. they're related. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. And those don't always last. And sometimes those yeah. don't last either. So I yeah. think looking at it from the end game first, like what is if it's great, this is what it's going to look like if it's not great. And we both have to go our separate ways. What does that look like? Yeah. You know, whose leads are these? Whose farm is this? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, all of those whose questions. Whose name goes first on the postcards? That we had figured out. Okay. But, you know, it's like those are the kinds of questions that yeah. we should have asked at the beginning. Sure. That we really didn't spend any time Why do you about. think, um, so, you know, you and I were talking about the numbers. Like there's 54,500 teams right now in the U.S. from what we can determine based upon inside of the MLS group, associates, team, right, like right. whatever the designation, right, the name is. Um, so 54,500 teams, that's a lot of teams. Right. And when you look at the totality of agents that are on those teams out of the 1.6 million agents of the U.S., it's 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 like 200,000 people mm-hmm. are essentially on a team. So this, we've watched it explode Huge. since the early Huge. days with you and Lori and early days sure, of sure. us coaching. Um, what advice do you have for someone that's thinking about starting a team today? Like maybe even in the buddy team. Well, I think that's you a have new to form of team, the buddy, the buddy team. team. Yes, <laughs> the technical term for that. <laughs> yes, I think you have to think about what is your intention, and I think that I I see a lot of folks just do what I do, yeah. where where what I did, where I just grabbed somebody and said, "Let's do this thing," mm-hmm. uh, rather than thinking strategically about what is the long game here. What am I really trying to achieve? What is the vision for what this is going to be? Yeah. Is it a do I want to have a buyer's agent? Do I want to have a real team with you know three four people? Do I want to grow mm-hmm. so that it's a mega team? Like what am I really looking yeah. to achieve? Yep. And before you start hiring folks and bringing people on, think about those strategies. A lot of people will talk about. Well, I'm going to grow a team. I'm going to bring people on, or they've already done it, and they're giving away half the farm before they've even started. Right, right. all the time. Yeah. Didn't think and through comp plans. No, didn't think through lead no. flow. Didn't think through how 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 are leads going to be organized? Who's responsible? Yeah, for is what? this? Am I going to be the rainmaker, or am I going to support mm-hmm. people in growing their yeah. own business within yeah. my environment? Those are the kinds of questions you really have to walk through yeah. before you start building that team. Right. And unfortunately, I think a lot of times that never happens. So I think it's a real challenge. I agree. I actually, it's funny when you said, uh, you know, these people that have just these, they just throw these teams together. And I won't say names from our past, but Lindsay also coached for us. It's been client and he's been a longtime friend. Um, so I, I want to say the person's name, but I won't. But he had like 15 agents on his team in Southern yeah. California and they were on 85% splits and he was on an 85% oh, yeah. split. So they were on an 85 of his 85. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so he hires me and he's like, I'm not making any money. Yeah. And all I do all day long is deal with got a minute, got a minute, got a minute. Yeah, How yeah. do I do this in this contract? And you know, and like, will you go with me on this presentation? Right. He's like, I'm doing all of their deals and I'm making the spread of the 15 of my 85, of their right. 85 of my 85. So what we figured out was every time one of his teams sold the house, it cost him like $1,200. <laughs> Right. Like that's that's like that was the real deal number. We fired everyone on the yeah. team. Yeah. And we, we had to because we couldn't just go back to him and say, and think about a the strategy. Model is 50, like, 50. what do I really want to build here? Like, right. what's the PL look like? If I bring somebody on, 
what does that look like for them? What does yep. it look like for me? It's great when you have a picture and there's like 10 people behind you. But if you're not making any money, right. and we look at, sometimes we'll look at the volume. The volume could be huge right. and nobody's making any money. Right. So right. I think that you really, gosh, you got to really plan kind of what is the vision? What does that look like? What does the P&L look like? Where are the leads coming from? Yeah. Who owns the leads mm -hmm. after the yeah. transaction's done? All those tough questions. Yeah. I yeah. think we need to be asking ahead of time. What's so great today is now we see buy-sell agreements. We see, uh, you know, uh, NDAs being signed. We see if you leave, here's how it works. Yeah, right. Right? You, right. You don't own the leads. We paid for the leads. Right. And they're like, but, but, but I've nurtured these people. That That's great. Do you know, um, speaking of, so we were talking about earlier before we started this, how many teams have sold in the last six years. Right. Venture capitalists are now looking at real estate teams and saying, hmm, yeah, it does make sense for us to give real estate companies that want to scale and grow more money, right, to go buy these teams. And one of the ways they're looking at teams now is how many people they have inside their database and then what is the value of the people inside the database, oh even gosh. at the lowest conversion percentage, and they're getting a step up in value of the acquisition price based around stay with us for five years, just get this conversion percentage, stay with us three years senior agent we're buying your business because yeah. we know your database will mature at this level but if you want to leave it's fine we'll still give you a step up but no referral fees because we know and we're talking about agents today that you know you know and i know that have forty thousand eighty thousand hundred twenty thousand three hundred thousand people in their database over the last 10 years that so they bought online leads facebook leads google right, zillow right, everything right, else right. it's nuts so it's it's the game has changed but i even outside the and team, yeah. I got. I have to do <laughs> yes. it because you know what? I, I know we're dealing with it all the time. Yeah. And if I look at agents, the very first question mm -hmm. I'm going to ask, I don't care where you are in production, right? And it and it's at every level of production. What's the status of your database? Yeah. And so it's an asset, but it's only an asset if you treat it like an asset. Right. And unfortunately, we have a whole bunch of people, mm -hmm. even some of our top producers, that aren't doing that. And here right. you're talking about teams that are selling a practice mm -hmm. because of a database and yep. we have teams yep. or agents or that aren't doing a great job with their database so it's gonna, really unfortunate you're totally on to something i'm gonna give you a little clarifying point ready um agents or teams that are selling right now i'm not talking about they get recruited by a company and they give them a signing bonus i'm talking like straight up you bought my s corp c corp llc like a true transaction right um agents that only work their past clients in sphere their business has almost no value. Let me say it to you again. Uh, From an acquisition okay. standpoint, yes, 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 yes. it has almost okay. no value because Lindsay is the rock star who makes the money rain. And when Lindsay is out of the equation, how do I make the transition? So here's the caveat, you ready? You might get, let, first of all, we're gonna look at your numbers and say, let's take your last three years GCI, because you can't just take 2021 and say, well, oh my God, she's making a fortune. No, you gotta go back to 19, right. maybe 18, and then For say, sure. on average, you're doing this much, right? You market this much to your database, you get this many referrals, but if you're doing all of them, right. you're doing all of them. Okay, Therein so lies the problem. So we have folks that are making mm -hmm. that transition out of the business yep. Yep. and they are selling this asset. Sure, sure. But it's being co-branded and they're uh, handing it off are to they, someone. Are they getting three times multiple, five times multiple? Or are they getting, hey, I'll give you 20 grand and I'll pay you a referral fee a for referral the next five fee. years, yeah, for right? for sure, for sure. Okay, so let's be clear. Like, are they really selling their, yeah. I mean, okay. they're getting okay. something. Okay. Yes, that's right. But, but okay, so I, I can't say names, but one of my clients, we were in the middle of a 
trying to get to a $10 million valuation on his team. Mm -hmm. We got to over $8 million and he should have just taken the deal like the first offer that every seller gets, right? But, <laughs> you know, but whatever, we'll, we'll get there because we know the game is he's got to continue to have more outside lead generation because that's where the value is. Right. So right, you have right. all this outside lead generation that Proven you have nothing that are to do with. Yes. Exactly. Right. That's right. A system of hiring, training, developing, retaining, and producing results with your sales team. Even with sales agent churn, the value of the business is still there. We almost got the $10 million for a team. Yeah. yeah for yeah. a team. Okay. Now it was a 6.7 multiple to get there. The, the buyer was stuck on five. Five is the market. You know, agent should have asked for less. They should have just taken the money. But anyway, <laughs> side note, you know, you know, if you're listening, I love you. Should have taken the deal. Anyway. So let's go back to this. You you sit today as director of agent services. What the hell is that? What does that actually mean? Like, what are you? What are your OKRs? What are you I accountable know. for? Like, what's your job? So I love what I'm doing um, right now. Uh, when they brought me in, I really I kind of talked to them about what my vision was before they hired me, because I was really excited about executing one clear vision yeah. around bringing together. The coaching, which is a lot of my background, right. and bringing together marketing mm -hmm. and tools mm -hmm. so that as a company, we're launching these things in a comprehensive and cohesive way. Right. Far too often, I think that uh, we see brokerages that are launching marketing assets. They're mm -hmm. not tied to a system. Right. Or they're launching tools that aren't tied to a system. Mm -hmm. So getting adoption around that stuff can be tough. Or because not seeing how it fits in with everything else an agent's already doing. And then the, the other question is the agent doesn't have the ability to be discerning about what they adopt because you're just right. getting all of this oh, stuff that's just right. constantly coming at right. you. How are you able to be discerning and say, you know what, this doesn't fit into this particular system. Yeah. I'm doing this uh, sphere system, I'm doing this farming system, mm -hmm. I'm doing this, and does this fit into that? Right. And I think that it helps the agent become real clear about, does this fit into my strategy? And this I can let go of, but this I'm going to adopt. So you're like an internal strategist and performance coach. Yeah, I guess. Your strategist those says, guys. Yeah, that's but, but it's about it's about also finding like, what are the constraints of growth? You know, getting rid of the things that aren't like I, I got um, hired by a big bank and I won't say the name, but they had a stagecoach in it and they uh, they came to me and they're like, we don't understand why our loan officers don't use any of the tools we have. And I was like, well, show me all the tools. This is like this was probably right when we were meeting. I was going to say, I think right because uh -huh. they, they became a great partner and, and lots of lots of that. friends that were there. So yeah, you yeah. guys figure out who it was. Right. It was a ding ding bank. Um, <laughs> but they they basically said, OK, we'll show you everything. So so we're in this giant conference room and there has to be like 90 different like chunks of paper this big. And I'm like, so you're not getting a lot of adoption? They're like, no, I'm like, okay, so I'm a new loan officer. W which one do I start with? That's right. What's yeah. what's my career path? They're like, uh, that one, this one, this one, and that one. Okay, I, I do $20 million a year in volume. Yeah. Where do I go? I'm like, it was so overwhelming. And they were yeah. so great. They're like, how would you prioritize it? And what would you cut? And we literally cut it down to like seven things. Yeah. If you're joining the company, do these. Right, if right. you're if you're right. an existing LO doing um, $5 million a month, here's the four things you right. need to do. If you just do those, you win. Yeah. Is that kind of what you do? Yeah, I think that we're designing systems that are like, here's your farming system. If you want to plug into this, mm -hmm. here's the assets. Here's the resources. Here's the tools that allow you to execute it. Here's your sphere system. Mm -hmm. You want to do these things. Here's the resources, the assets that allow you to do that. Right. And I think that it's becoming, I work really closely with our director of marketing, Elizabeth Heckeroth, and we are constantly having this conversation about how do we enhance what the agents are doing and the assets that we're providing them. Right. And when they are launched, they come in the context 
context of these are the places that you would use those assets. And the same thing for our technology tools and all of those kinds of things. I just think that we've really evolved in terms of our messaging around that stuff. And it becomes much easier for the agents to understand how do I use all of this stuff? Because that is the one thing you hear all the time. Like mm-hmm. I'm, overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed, so many choices. Right. Their phone right. rings every day with a new vendor that's offering right. some other thing. Right. If you just got one deal from it, yeah. you know, those kinds of things. So yeah. th- they're overwhelmed. I'm hoping to give clarity to that. Yeah. Hey, it's Tom Ferry. Question. What's your favorite social media platform? Are you big on Insta? Do you love to tweet? No matter where you answer, I'd love for you to connect with me there. All you gotta do is just type in at Tom Ferry and follow and let's you and I connect. I wanna be able to deliver the right content, the right ideas, the ways to help you grow your business, stay fired up, keep moving, be in action and run plays that work in the platform that matters most to you. So subscribe and I'll see you there soon. Um. Switch gears. Let's talk about tech for a second. So, so I'll say a name, Jim Marks, going, yes, going yes. way back. Uh, so, you know, Jimmy who passed, right? Yes, so yes. very, very tragic. Jimmy was one of those people that I got introduced to a million years ago who was like, let me explain the real estate.net. <laughs> the R, remember the RE.net? I do this remember This elusive that. Yeah. group of 50 people that I don't think ever did anything except talk about social and it's a social network. It's a cocktail party. You can't sell there. And I'm Those like, are a lot of my friends. Hey? I know. And I was <laughs> just like, people. you guys were all full of shit. Like, what are you talking about? Right? It is, this is like a fax machine. This is like the printing press. This is like a billboard. It's like television. It's like radio. It's all the same. Right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe I was spending too much time with Gary Vaynerchuk back in the day. Yeah. So it's like he was like, screw all that shit. Uh, but the point was, you were very early in all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. T- talk to me about what you've seen in terms of trends from social networks and tech from an agent perspective that you think kind of like, what have you seen trends and where do you see it going? Well, I think we we started out, there was so much interest around that this is, uh, but it's a pain point for me. Like I'm yeah. excited about it. Yeah. There's lots of opportunity in there, yeah. but my God, I've been to conferences where you'll have a room filled with, here's specific strategies on how you can build your real estate practice. Yeah. And then next door, there will be some obscure tech tool. Yeah. Here's like factual yeah. stuff about either the market or how to build your business. Yeah. And there will here's be nobody in calls, there. Call yeah. people, Nobody's negotiate, in that room. close no. transactions. But here's like a thing about Clubhouse in this room. And it's like, <laughs> there's people like lined up outside the door. And that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think that- Or it's a great thing. Well, it depends. Well, it depends on shiny, who you are, I guess. Shiny penny. The problem you know? is, is that as a coach and, and someone that's working right. in an environment where I'm trying to get people to engage in the things that move the needle, yeah. it is a challenging environment. So yeah. certainly in, in the time like 2006, when a lot of this really started going, uh, whether I was on Twitter right, um, and a huge bunch of my network came mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. Um, Everybody was highly engaged, but in everything, blogging and Twitter and all of this stuff. And I think over time, hopefully, some of us have kind of refined what we're doing and not we're not feeling like you got to be in all these places. Um, But that being said. But it was a small community back then. It reminded me of like growing up in Southern California, like the punk rock scene. Like you knew all the bands. You knew who was, like everybody was going to play on Friday and Saturday. It was a kegger. Or whatever <laughs> said somebody's said Ian's backyard right like whatever but but everybody knew everybody yeah. and then it got really big really fast and it got really confusing really fast yeah and everybody Jim well, Marks and then would say, also it became like 
are you getting the results? Remember, it was right. like, what's the ROI in social media? Right. That was the, the yeah. big question. Yeah. Are you getting the results? Yeah. And in some cases, the answer was no. Um, I killed. I know you did kill. Yeah, I killed. But I spent a lot of time making relationships, going beyond just posting nonsense. Yeah, and you nonsense. also created con content on a consistent right. basis. And you were really focusing. Yeah. I mean, once you got in front of that thing, you were staying yeah. in front of it and pivoting yeah. around. Like, what's the latest content? Yep. And video, that was right. a big thing for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, here we are still saying, you know what you should do is video. I know. God, I know. God. <laughs> I mean, like, how many years has it been? It's like, I have an idea. How about video? You should you should check out. There's now, there's now three camera lenses on your phone <laughs> for a reason. Yes. So, so what do you think is, what do you think is next? Like, I think, I think I'm just gonna make a statement. I think Facebook is over. Um, I know, I and know. Sorry, and I'm not I talking know. about the like political what? nonsense of just how much of a just jerks they are. But I mean, cause, and, and look, I still invest a lot of advertising dollars in Facebook, um, but I think Facebook is over. I think people want, I think Netflix is now made it very clear with their shorts that it's about TikTok, it's about short form. What was the old uh, seven second video app that lasted all of, like nine days? Does anybody remember? Vines? Vine, that's right, that's right. Well, no, that was another one. No, 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 but Vines is the one I'm talking about. Like Vines that was like for a hot minute. Singular. In and out or Vine, yeah, whatever. It was like seven second videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember people, like I was doing long form stuff like an hour. And all of a sudden. And I was like, what am I going to say in seven <laughs> seconds? Hey, it's on my mouth. <laughs> you know, like that's not going to be good. But but I think it's whether it's attention span, um, I think it's, it's just people looking for the next place. Right. People want to belong to something. They want to feel early. They want to feel special or shit. They just want to be entertained. Where do you think it's going? I, I mean, you just I'm get so bummed when so, I say Facebook's I know. done. You know what? Because I've, I've made a lot of money and I've Me even too. still out of my old business, not from advertising, right. from the personal profile and sure. Facebook. It's been huge for me. Okay. I want to make, years. I want to make a statement. I'm not saying that Facebook is closing anytime soon, right? Know, They're I a know. global juggernaut. My point is watch the eyeball traffic. Well, Where is the like, traffic today? As we were talking, like my kids would never spend a ever, hot minute on Facebook ever, 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 ever. And probably Instagram is falling under that category. Instagram too. is apps. All the data is showing Instagram is is now our age. So this is, but this is an interesting that, thing. Then, if you're looking at your own social strategy, uh -huh. there are going to be people uh -huh. that continue of to course. be on Facebook. So of it doesn't mean that we're like abandoning ship here. My 94 so year old mother in law is on it every day. Okay. Oh, boy. She clicks on brutal, my ad. Brutal. I saw some of the. You're, you're, I'm like, stop clicking on my ads, Nana. I have to say, this morning, my dad, or last night, my father went on to Facebook. I posted our event on there. Yeah. And my dad said, This is my daughter. And if you work with her, you'll increase your business tenfold. I was like, Oh, dad, please, really. <laughs> That's Get horrible. off Facebook. Oh, no. Please. <laughs> Get off. And then he posted a photo of you when you were four. <laughs> you know? It's almost that bad. So, um, where do you think it's going? I think you're right. I do think I do think it is definitely I think you've got to get over the video thing. Like as much mm -hmm. as people have been talking yeah. about that, that yeah. ship has sailed. And right. if we're not doing it, and that falls on me too. Yeah. But I do think that that's that's a big deal. Um, and I think you're right about that, uh, about some of these other social media areas. But I think right now you need, unfortunately, and this is painful for everybody, mm -hmm. you're going to have to maintain a presence on both because no you're going to have a population of folks and a yeah. lot of connections that you can maintain on Facebook. And I think that's going to be around for a bit. Uh, I, again, I'm not saying it's going anywhere. It's just not it. It's not anymore. growing with the young people. No. That's for sure. No. And so some and of our. And last time I checked, 
right? When you look at the seller demographic, it's probably higher on Facebook and Instagram than it is on TikTok or Snapchat yes, right. or you know, some of right. these other sites. LinkedIn right. is is performing incredibly That's well these days. That's changing too. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Big shout out to Microsoft. I thought when they bought them for sure, it that was, was the end. over. I was just like, oh <laughs> my it God, goes. it's going to look like Microsoft DOS. Like it's just going to be, <laughs> the whole thing is just going to change for the worst. But they actually did, I think they did really, really well. And, and have just plus and enhanced some of the features that make it even more. It, like LinkedIn is now the place where you go to say, okay, I'm interviewing somebody. I'm talking. Okay, let me go look at his profile. Let me go check out her profile and like see well, more, and more about and who this person is. More than that, are people actually on a feed there? And suddenly right. it does seem right. like people are looking at a feed and hanging sure. out there in a different way than yeah. they used to be. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about video for a second. So most people, um, I say it's never too late because I see uh, clients of ours Women in their fifties sure. that finally just go, okay, darling, I'm just gonna go Take on it this. Take it easy on the women in their fifties. I'm, I'm, I was not, a, I was, you know, <laughs> you're in your thirties or whatever. Oh but, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, Say literally, that. I have clients that like they finally just said, okay. I'm getting over this. I'm going to find my voice. I'm just going to go after yeah, it. It's and, time and you for that. See them for sure. Just they're they're yeah. killing on yeah. Instagram Reels, Facebook yeah. Reels. But I think the the thing that nobody is paying attention to at scale in in the real estate space. I mean, I certainly have. You know, we know a few people are is YouTube and specifically YouTube advertising, like creating creating content that's meaningful to the community or the tribe that you're serving, right. and publishing that content and then running ads to ramp up the number of views. So instead of getting 397 views on your How's the Market show, getting 30 or 40,000 uh, views uh, for right. $800. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, like the thing we had, a we had one of my coaches, David Caldwell, he and my brother Patrick. And so we've been in this dialogue a bunch because it, it's, it, it, David Caldwell said it best. He said, Disney publishes a new film. Do they run ads to let everybody know it's there? Yeah. yeah. Of course they do. For sure. Right. And yet the audacity for some agents to get upset about the fact that they only got 22 views or 800 views or under a thousand oh, yeah. views. And they're like, you know, like I want to have more people see it. Well, you got to play the SEO game, which is the long form, right? Right. You have to publish. If you want to win on YouTube, you have to publish a piece of content every single day. I was day. just going to say the consistency has to be there for sure. And and then use things like TubeBuddy and others to make sure from an SEO standpoint, you're playing the game right. Yeah. And even then, yeah. you might get to 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, unless you do something outlandish. You know, you see like, do you see the guy who got fired from Compass because he was like, yes. did the video of himself oh my naked? Gosh. Yes. Yeah. That was hysterical. I mean, big shout out to the guy and big shout out to Compass for firing him. Both were probably equally as controversial and crazy, but this is not what the show's yeah. about. <laughs> um, but again, like that kind of stuff on YouTube and then spend money on it. Like for get sure. the word out in your marketplace. So people say, I see you everywhere. Uh, that's we we talk about all the time. That's the layering effect that you want. Right. I see you everywhere. Right. I in at this point, everybody that is well, everybody should be doing some type of market mm -hmm. update. Yep. That is the simplest right. and easiest thing to do. That's the easiest con content to create. Yep. And if you're not providing that value, what is going on in the market in those communities that you're working? Somebody else is, and everybody knows mm -hmm. more than one realtor. Oh. So we can't just yeah. hope that oh, they know I'm in real estate. That top of mind right. awareness thing. That means I'm going to get a phone call. That's not going to do it. No. So it's like, how am I showing up, providing the value, providing the things that people are looking for? It has to be. You've got to be putting that information out right. there. And video, that's the best way to do it. Right. So what do you think, you know, you've got, you know, 20 years in this industry, I've got 31 years. Why do you think the vast majority of people just don't do anything? I think it's- Forget video. Like, I they don't do anything. 
Well, no, no, not, not the people listening. It's to this, a lot of like, dabbling. It's a lot of dabbling. A lot of dabbling. One of my favorite dabbling. words, dabbler. I think that it's um, like, for example, the the video thing. Mm-hmm. I think there's a whole thing about I got to figure out how to do that. I keep hearing that. I got to yeah. figure that out. I got to yeah. get my head around that. I don't yeah. know how to do that, and it becomes one of those things I'm gonna get to. Yeah, someday I'll. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I think that that creates a certain barrier to entry, which is actually fat. Yep. fabulous for the people who are executing right because there's always that barrier to entry and if you're willing to go through the steps to get through that then you're going to be one of the people on the other side that's creating the content when everybody else is still sitting there getting ready to get ready to get going right right it's so interesting i've had so many conversations with people and i'm sure you have too like well i got to learn this i got to figure this out i got to make sure it's i was talking to yeah. one of my clients i'm not going to say her name but this gal does so much business in the new york area and not like a new york city broker like but she just she just kills it mom started the company she took it over and has built it into this monster empire and we're chatting the other day on a saturday just like a helpful call right from friend to friend well i can i need to learn this i need to understand that i'm like look you don't need to know how to make the damn sausage you just want to own the sausage right like i have no idea how getting in front of this how the camera works to capture everything that i'm doing i just know if i hit go live and go yap 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 good shit happens you yeah, with me? Right, right. But they, I want to understand the technical side. No. Is the lighting right? No. What if I say the wrong thing? No. I'm like, no one's watching your stuff anyway. Who cares? Just yeah. have, just, just get just it done. Start. I, yeah. My mindset Monday video. Done is better than perfect. Yeah. Just get it done. Yeah, yeah. And I struggle with that. Do you struggle with that? <laughs> is this like a therapy bitch session between the two of us? <laughs> it as like, like coaches it. It and leaders. Like it all we love you. I'm sorry. All right. Totally different direction. Okay. What's the future of real estate? Oh, gosh. What's going to happen in the next 10 years? So nice light question. Yeah, just a nice, easy, you know, softball question. I don't know. I think we have a lot of things that are are changing, and I think that it's going to be a tough – I think it's going to be a tough thing for agents. I think it's going to be a tough thing for brokerages. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard you talk about the amount of referral business that is going to be pulled out of the yep. industry. Yep. Um, Revenue, specifically, from referrals. Right, and, yeah, right, arbitrage. right. Yep. So that's concerning to me. I think that – but I also think that we have a tendency to go, oh, my God, this is happening. And then there's right. all this fear-based thinking about like, oh, my gosh, the sky is falling. Yeah. What really you need to do is continue to maintain your relationships, enhance your relationships, yep. provide value to your relationships. Yep. And I think that um, that is the best thing an agent can do. Right. Right. I think um, as a brokerage, we have to look to find ways to enhance that. Um, at least that's my side of things is yeah. how can I enhance that for our team? Yeah. That's what I'm. How do you think Asia AI and automation impact housing over the next 10 years? I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's could be really, um, there's a lot of change coming, mm-hmm. but I've been hearing that for a long time sure. too. Sure. And so I'm, but do you see the date, the data that I see, like how much money's poured into our industry from a venture capital standpoint, just in the last 18 to 24 months, it is insane. It's it's 17% of the GDP in the U.S., so there's no question that it's a disruptable opportunity. I'm not saying agents are disruptable. I'm saying parts of the transaction along the way are massively disruptable. Austin, uh, my buddy Austin, starts a little company called Dot Loop, just trying to get people in communication yep. visually. Yep. He disrupts a piece of, of, of one little tiny piece of the business and sells his company for 120 million bucks. Showing time sells for 550 yep. million bucks. Yep. What did they do? Yep. They gave us access on our phone to be able to book and schedule appointments and then track date. I mean, it's, it's all these little micro fractions mm-hmm. that I think are being disrupted. Um, 
But I think that's also exciting because that also makes the business easier. Well, and if you're using it all the right way and you're mm -hmm. figuring out the ways that an agent can take advantage of some of those mm -hmm. assets and those resources, then you look better too. Right. So I think there are some opportunities there. I think we also have to really watch out for, uh, like I said, the ways that we're providing value because there is some vulnerability there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So what about uh, the data? Right, so you look at right now, I've been talking about this a bunch since I did this, this thing with Pat Veeling. Huge shout out to Pat Veeling. Thank you so much for uh, letting me send you lots of money and do, a, <laughs> do a, a, a consulting agreement to say, I wanna know in the US, one point, rounding it up, six million agents, top 1% do 17% of the business, top 5% did like 32% of the business, top 10 did 50% of the business. The top 10% of agents in MLS are doing 50%. When you got to 25, it was 73%. Yeah, and the top 50% yeah, yeah. are doing 91%. The industry has changed. We used to talk about 80-20 and the numbers never yeah, added no, up. Yeah. You would look in the MLS and say yeah. the numbers didn't add up. But Today, I, it is it, like it, it just feels like teams have taken over the world and agents with brands that have learned how to scale their trust right. have cremated everybody. For sure. And that's going to continue to be the case. I think that as the market changes, mm -hmm. we're not going to be looking at that many agents. But I do think that an agent has to focus on building those relationships mm -hmm. and enhancing right. those systems because this isn't going to go away. No way. Teams are not going to go away. It's going to continue to be a bigger and bigger factor. And you've got to have mm -hmm. real systems. So this, you know, look at it, the number of agents that are dabblers or that are doing, you know, how, the percentage mm -hmm. of them that are doing, you know, these one, two, three, four, you just can't, no. there's, it's not sustainable. No. Well, it's 40, 40%, the last time we look at the number, 40% of the agents in the U.S. had not closed no a transaction in 12 months. All. Right. So really, if you go top 50%, you're really saying 60 to 50 did 9% of all the transactions, right? And then, you know, whatever it would be, 61% to 100% did none. Yeah, brutal. None. Brutal. It's crazy. Yeah, brutal. Do you see that trend changing? No, I see that. That'll probably be getting worse. Yeah. Uh, better, or if better, you're, better if you're, better if you're, yeah. Depending on your perspective. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. think that this is, I think because of some of the tech changes, some of the, the, um, the things that agents have and the opportunities that mm -hmm. you have, I think it's making it easier for the teams, easier for real people that are operating real businesses right. to do better and better. The agents that are coming in thinking, well, this is great. I'm going to get my real estate license and let's just see how I do. Yeah. That is I not, like people. I like houses. Uh, yeah. I love showing houses. That's yeah. I love Good that luck. line. That's probably you should be a showing be, agent. <laughs> <laughs> on this team. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, do you do you see in in your firm because you guys recruit a lot of agents? Are you seeing the teams getting bigger and bigger? Do you see the teams doing a lot more hiring of agents? Is it still coming mainly from the brokerage side? Like, what's, yeah, we're what's seeing teams. Like, I just had two meetings last week. Uh, people that are growing teams. I think it's uh, for us. We're definitely looking at it, and it's going to continue to be something that's growing right. and is a factor for the the company for sure. Yeah, and we're looking at it a lot. Yeah, smart. Smart. Yeah. So we talked about tech. We talked about your team. We talked a little bit about your job. We talked about <laughs> the future of real estate. Uh, two last questions. We talked about, I like the conversation around what's going to happen in the next 10 years. So I'm going to make a statement. You ready? Agents will be here in 10 years, right? No question at all. The question yeah. is, what the hell will they be doing? I looked at an open house a, a couple, or actually, let me say this. I looked at a potential investment property the other day and 
Kath and I walked up and I was like, oh, awesome, cool. I do download for the first time in my life the Redfin app and go, eh, and go through, take a look at the house. And I was like, well, wow, that just like, is an ex- that's an example of if you think that that's your value, then you're in deep trouble. I'm not a fan of Redfin. I'm talking about the ease of access yeah, yeah. into a property. Now, it's, it's, it's not going to be your change. house or my house for sale. It's clearly it was a vacant home. Like, yeah. so it made sense. But my point is like agents are going to have a place. The question is, what are they going to do? I think they're going to be consultants and negotiators. Yes. Because everything for, else is going to be outsourced. Everything else. I mean, I think it's no different than having to rethink what is your role right. when everything went from the book to an MLS. Right. I mean, I think it's that dramatic. I think that you yeah. have to be the resource. Yeah. You've got to be the resource. If you're not positioning yourself as right. that person in right. your community with yep. your network, then you're going to have some problems. Because it's no longer not only opening doors or letting people in or finding the house. Mm-hmm. It's they're finding the house and they're letting themselves in. So. Yeah. And, and then the question is, how are you showcasing those skills? Right. How are you showcasing that you're a great negotiator? Mm-hmm. In what way? Because you may be a great negotiator and you may know a bunch about your market. But, but if, if no I don't knows, know about it. Who cares? Then. So you know, that's going to be the real. Yeah. When people talk about, though, like, oh, you know, agents are going to be like um, like the travel agent. And I'm like, no, agents are going to be more like attorneys. Right. There's a lot of software that helps attorneys become more efficient with their time. There's a lot of portals you can go to and get, you know, free information, yada, yada, yada. But when you're getting divorced or you're being sued or you need to sue somebody or you're dealing with some issue inside your business, you're like, yeah. I need yeah, yeah. law firm fear, fear and screw you. Like that's the team <laughs> I want to hire. Right. And, you know, you can get attorneys at a buck 20 an hour, $500 right. an hour, $1,200 an hour. an hour and it's you're getting what you pay for and I think that's going to also happen inside the real estate industry right it's already happening I mean people have choices I could go online and sell my house but there are still the people that are going to go this is back to like have I created that trust relationship have I created that like um I am the resource. I am the value. Yeah. If you've created that, then you still are going to be the person when they are in those moments gosh that is the person I call right right Um, so, Mark, yeah. Mark Davison just spoke to our there. top 300 teams and he's like, he said it and Seth go to at, at two of my events, 10 days apart, who do you have to be to have people type in your name? I was right? great. I remember that. You that with me? Great. Like that's yep. it. Like, so yeah. they're not, so, so going back, circling back around video content yep. and then nurturing those relationships. For sure. But today, how do we nurture relationships? Email, text, phone call, face, Facebook, DMs. Social gatherings, it's all that stuff. It's the whole, you know, banana that makes it all work. Well, one of my, one thing that I do think that we need to talk more about is a lot of these things that we're talking about, whether it's email, whether it's a video or whatever those things are, really at the end of the day, all that is trying to, getting us to is a conversation with somebody. A touch point, exactly. And sometimes we get lost. I think that's a challenge is that we get lost in all the technology Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff. We forget that really the end game is to connect in a have a conversation with your people. Yeah. So I think we if we're focusing on that more because that's really all this stuff is trying to do. Right. Yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> all right, that was a fun little podcast. I'm so, so just so you guys know, we just did a live show together. And I'm like, hey, we should do a podcast. You're like, what do I have to prepare for? Nothing. <laughs> Let's just have a conversation. <laughs> Let's just roll. Um, so if they want to reach out and find you, where can they find you on social? I'm sure they can. Can they find you on MySpace also or just Facebook? Ah, that's what you do to old friends. Okay, where can they find you? <laughs> Lindsay Ale. Uh, my last name is E-H-L-E. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Instagram, LinkedIn, Instagram, all those LinkedIn, spots. Instagram, LinkedIn, all those spots. Hey, thanks for sharing and just hanging out with me on the podcast. Yeah, very nice. Good all to right. see you, Tom. Okay, guys. Hey, see you soon. Thanks so much. Bye. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.